We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Night Tradecast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. Another week of free agency and trades and news is in the books. Not quite as much on the ledger this week, Dan, as there was last week on our, I believe we clocked in about a 56-minute show, which is pretty long for us. We're not, we're usually more so Minutemen than uh, the long game. <laughs> uh, but today we got a nice nice show for you and we will get into it soon but uh just checking in how are you dan well you know i'm good and, and you mentioned Minutemen. i have three receipts to prove it so uh <laughs> that is that yeah we're kind of in the it, we you know we had the early storm now we're kind of in the calm before the draft storm i i think we can all probably anticipate some more trades some more fun on draft night or around draft night and I think up until then, it's probably going to be relatively quiet. I don't think the Rodgers deal gets done until probably draft night or closer to the draft. You know, they the Packers, now knowing that it's probably only going to be a couple of seconds, might just hold off and see who is there for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. Or or maybe they're just going to keep holding out hope that they can get a first out of Rodgers. But um, I, I think we see... At least two quarterbacks moved uh, by or on draft night, uh, not including Lamar Jackson. Got it. So I guess we'll start off since you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. We'll start the show with Rodgers. The deal is currently stalled. Um, that you just gave your take that you know uh, may end up being a draft night trade. The, I don't. Rem- I mean, I'm sure this is happening. I guess it, the, I'm gonna contradict myself here it was kind of happening with the watson deal last year where like we didn't really know when it was going to happen was going to happen before the draft was going to happen after the draft was going to happen during the draft it was very up in the air of like okay the watson trade is like 99 percent going to happen and that's kind of where we're at with the rogers one and then the, the next topic we'll talk about too but i really don't really remember like two pieces of news that really literally could happen at any moment, like I wouldn't be surprised if a Lamar and Rogers trade happened today, 
And I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Rogers trade happens like April 27th. Like um, it's such much, it's so much limbo that the Lamar, Lamar is probably a little more interesting because there's so many wider range of outcomes. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is basically, he's either retired or he's a jet. Pretty much the only two range of outcomes there. Um, but yeah, that we talked about last week that we're interested in, or, you know, waiting on to hear what, what the package is that he, they end up getting for Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. Um, but yeah, I think that for, from terms of dynasty, we're just playing the waiting game, like 80 to 90 percent, assuming that Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson and uh, Michael Hardman will be quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're kind of in that holding pattern. I think the there's really, as far as Dynasty is concerned, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall aren't going to be affected by this. I think at least their floor isn't. I you know they're they're as low as they're going to be, regardless of who's playing quarterback, because they are both that good. I just it, you know we're we're waiting to hear the news of Aaron Rodgers that whether or not they move up any more than they already are is. Probably, you know, I think there's a decent chance both move up a hair once Rodgers is there. But I, I think in the meantime, it'd be very difficult to go out and acquire Alan Lazard and McCall Hardman under the assumption that Rodgers is going to be there. And then what if Rodgers does his Rodgers things and all of a sudden it nothing, you know, it doesn't happen or you know, whatever. Um, there, there is still some risk involved in acquiring any Jets assets at this point. But I do think Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are both very, very safe. I do think it's inevitable that he gets there. Uh, we just we we're all on Rogers' time apparently, and I didn't know we signed up for that. Right, and and Rogers isn't even on Rogers' time. Rogers is on Packers' time essentially. Right. Packers are like, how much do we want to you know be hardos and like you know for, you know wait this out a little bit? So well, really on. It doesn't help that they're being super stingy. Like, obviously, yeah. you want to get the most for your assets when you're moving off, especially of a of a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's 39. Get what you can get. I mean, this is the same type of situation happened kind of before with, with Favre. Now, Favre goes to the Jets, and then he moves on from there, and controversies, whatever. Aaron Rodgers cut from a similar but different cloth. <laughs> uh it, it's it's a weird it's a weird one. I, I I think the couple of seconds, and I think the one that that the Jets acquired for Elijah Moore, I assumed they either wanted Elijah Moore or they wanted a second. They traded Elijah Moore, so now that second becomes the Packers, and it's still not done. I, early on, I thought it was going to be thirteen forty three, and like Corey Davis for Rodgers and the Packers third. I, I forget what number it is. Because that offsets that cost of the second a little bit, but it still gets the Packers their first that I know that they're looking for, but I don't think that they're going to get at this point. Yeah, let's do a quick Rogers price check um, for Dynasty. Let's let's assume he's he's a Jet. I'm gonna run down ADP starting at pit, uh, at QB or uh, yes ADP starting at QB 17 and Rogers is QB 21. So uh, just give me. I'm going to say the name or Rogers and you say which one you want. Daniel Jones. Rogers. Russell Wilson. Rogers. Kirk Cousins. Rogers. Levis. Rogers. 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 <laughs> uh, Goff. Rogers. Pickett. Rogers. And Love. Ooh. Rogers. 
Yeah, so you, you have Rodgers ahead of everybody. I guess the, the one move up uh, would be, and we'll get into him uh, shortly, Rodgers or Lance? Uh, landing spot dependent, but as of right now, today, Rodgers. Yeah, I I think that I lean Rodgers ever so slightly, but also it, it is definitely a team construction thing. Like if I'm, you know, a top two to three team, I'm definitely taking Rodgers. If I'm, you know, a bottom three to four team, I'm taking Lance. Um, but yeah. But in terms of the guys ahead of there, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Tua, Anthony Richardson, I'm taking all those guys yeah. very easily over. Very clean line there, I think. All right. So the line is basically Trey Lance. Um, let's go to Lamar. We've alluded to him a little bit. Um, you've wrote down the Vegas favorites so far are Titans, Vi- Titans, Vikings, Ravens, Patriots, and Colts. The one thing that sticks out from this list is – Obviously, uh, for those who don't know, Lamar Jackson requested a trade on March 3rd. He made that known. Uh, so the GMs and head coaches have their like annual like uh, dads get together, uh, you know, in March. And so uh, at the get together, they're all now all discussing a potential Lamar Jackson trade, apparently. Um, but where are we at with Lamar? I, I do like. It's hard to really say like those those type of tweets and stuff like the like I requested a trade tr- tweets. Rarely do they mean much. I, I know it meant something. I'm pretty sure AJ Brown this time last year was like, yeah, I'm done with the Titans. And then we were like, oh yeah, like they're gonna hold him hostage. And then they didn't and trade him for Traylon Burks. Um, but what are our thoughts on on the tweet? Um, does this signal the end of the Ravens in Baltimore? Because I think it might. Or for the Ravens, does that signal the end of Lamar in Baltimore? Because I think it might. Well, I, I think for obviously the longest time, there was genuine interest between Lamar and the Ravens for Lamar to return. And it was what Lamar wanted. And, you know, obviously he represents himself. So that's a, a little bit different of a process than if you're going through your agent, your agent's working with your team and you just sign the papers. Lamar's out there doing all of his negotiating, uh, all all of his requests. Every last bit of it is on Lamar, which... I mean, I appreciate it. I applaud the man for for taking that head on. Is that the route I would go? Probably not. I'd I'd rather spend my 3% and have somebody else do all the paperwork for me. Uh, I will say that with the tweet following, this is now his second time requesting a trade. Uh, The first one still having time on the clock, on the Ravens clock, for him to play under the previous contract. Contract runs out. He tries to get a deal done they put the tag on him and now he re-requests said trade because i do believe now he is officially done trying to get something done with the ravens i think now lamar has officially moved on and the ravens are still like hey man we we tagged you you're it doesn't matter yeah but this my question this trades a bit from dynasty and probably our expertise what is the point in requesting a trade when you have the non-exclusive tag, like requesting the trade is just signing a, like just sign the contract with the Vikings, sign the contract with the Falcons. Like, like there's no reason to request it. Just sign the contract and make them match. And then if they match, then you can be like, well, screw you. I'm not playing for you. I hate you. Uh, but they, they legally can't even trade him. Like he, Lamar has to sign a contract. Right. So I think at least the way my mind went through it when it happened was, Nobody was making any offers because of the the tag. And now Lamar on his own is trying to get offers. He's he's trying to get teams to, to come and get him. 
whether it's teams negotiating with the Ravens saying you sign him, we'll trade for him, or you know signing to a to a, a sheet, an offer sheet. I, I, the whole situation has gotten to a point where I think the only person that loses here is probably Lamar Jackson because he's either going to have to trade play on on the tag or he's going to have to play on something that's probably going to be a low ball offer. And either he goes to a different team and plays for less, or he stays with the Ravens and plays for less, or he stays with the Ravens and doesn't play and holds out. There's options all the way across the board. I, I just, I, I think it was really poorly handled by everyone, including Lamar. Yeah. Uh, and talking about destinations here, one thing I think is interesting from this list you put together, only one NFC team here. I know. Uh, and the, the, Lamar should want to get out of the AFC. The Ravens should want Lamar out of the AFC. Like, I don't necessarily agree with the Colts Patriots being favorites. I think that the Vikings make some sense if they can potentially like move Kirk Cousins somewhere else. Um, And I think that the Buccaneers still make a tiny bit, like obviously less sense post Baker Mayfield signing. Um, But you know, the cap is real, but also the cap can be fake at times where you just finagle things to get them to do what you want to do. So yeah, I mean, I think it's doubtful the ends up in the AFC. I still think that Vikings, Falcons, and Buccaneers are the three most likely landing spots. But I'm not a Vegas handicapper, so. Um, <laughs> and in terms of these landing spots, I think that uh, Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore. Indy would be interesting with Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. Patriots would probably be gross because, I mean, I, I know we play the, like, you know, players matter more than coaches thing. But it it's not like... Bill Belichick has a huge success of like dealing with playmakers. Like I feel like he has decreased the value of playmakers more often than he's increased the value of playmakers. And what is Lamar Jackson, a playmaker? Um, And then Ravens unlikely, I think at this point, Vikings are interesting because they have Justin Jefferson. And then the Titans are absolutely gross. Um, If Lamar Jackson ends up on the Titans, I think that he'll have a fine NFL career. He'll be fine. I think it's very gross for fantasy. If he ends up, you know, wheels up for Traylon Burks, but, Gross. I don't want Michael Vrabel head coaching Lamar Jackson. No, I, I think I, I think it's gotten to the point now where the Titans are the odds on favorite because the Titans might be purgatory as far as, you know, quarterbacks are concerned, at least in this situation. I do think that the Vikings are more than likely the favorites. The issue with the Vikings being the favorites is you have to wait. Because you have to wait to move Kirk Cousins, otherwise you don't have the cap to do it. A post-June 1 move on Kirk gets them the money that they need because they did not extend Kirk. They publicly didn't extend Kirk. So I think there's a couple options for the Vikings. They either go up in the draft and, and get you know, Anthony Richardson or, God forbid, Will Levis. Or they they make a plan to move Kirk and make a deal to get Lamar. Um, I, I think both of those are somewhat likely. I think, I think teams like the Patriots or the Colts would love to make a deal to get Kirk Cousins. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, there's a couple of these that are great for Lamar and like the Vikings, I, I think the Colts would be phenomenal. Uh, I don't hate the Patriots as a landing spot just because it's a lot of easy throws for for the Patriots. You can see a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of running back screens, a lot of that kind of stuff. I think Lamar 
in you know playing playing heavy sets he can he can thrive because there's a lot more option there's there's a lot of of different things that they can do there and i think he has a, a decent chance at excelling in a system like that but it would be somewhat boring i don't think the passing stats would be what you know maybe maybe what we've seen from mvp lamar jackson and yeah i just the titans would be hideous we can't allow that to happen we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's move on to the mess that is the 49ers quarterback situation. Um, currently, they say that the camp battle will be between Darnold and Trey Lance, but it's basically Brock Purdy's job to lose. Um, I'm excited for this, if for no other reason. like It's very rare that we want a quarterback or even a player to get away from Kyle Shanahan, but if if Trey Lance is traded somewhere, it is most is much more likely that the QB situation is clearer in his new situation than his old one. Like I guess one example of it being not clearer would be if he got traded to the Seahawks or the Cardinals. Like okay, Cardinals, he's like a stopgap until Kyler gets back. Seahawks, he's like competing with Geno Smith or something like that. Yeah. But I think that wherever Trey Lance ends up, which most likely will be outside the division, will he'll end up being like, okay, we're going to give Trey Lance the keys to the offense. And it's going to end up being one of these teams that loses out on a rookie quarterback, whether it's the Falcons or um, I don't even know at this point. Um, but one of the teams, oh, the Lions, the other option. Um, oh, that's a, that's the one I, I, I talked about on Twitter. Going back to Lamar very quickly. Why aren't the Lions like heavy favorites? Because like the, the Lions are the one that make the most sense by, 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 by far, 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 far. I think uh, that Meathead Campbell is infatuated with Jared Goff, and and I, I think it'd be they'd be tough to, considering the short term success they had with Campbell and Goff now, uh, and the way this team is kind of building a little bit. I think they probably are looking to build elsewhere rather than re-establish quarterback because now they they found something that works a little bit with Jared Goff. So while I would love that. 
especially considering uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. You get Jamison Williams. Um, Swift is still there for another another year. And, you know, that, that would that would be a fun offense. I just I, I think they found success and they'll continue to build off of that rather than start back over again. All right. Um, so back to Purdy. Um, let's go back to let's see if I have still have it up. Let's go back to quarterback rankings. So Brock Purdy, these are the guys that are uh, slightly above him, slightly below him. Let's go do the Brock Purdy game. Uh, Pickett or Purdy? Purdy. I might lean Pickett there. Um, just because he's, he's not he, he's he's not good. I understand the I job mean, security, but he's actually bad. Okay. Uh, Love or Purdy? See that this one depends on if we see the Jordan Love that looked like Aaron Rodgers. Or if we see the Jordan Love that looked like what we saw two years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm going Love here purely because I think that he's going to get more, like more of a leash than than Brock Purdy is. Like Brock Purdy, if like there were instances where it's like okay, like Brock Purdy is like quote unquote doing the QB wins thing, but there was definitely a lot of like okay, this guy's like just okay, or this guy like is getting like covered by the fact that he has a great receiving core and a great defense, yada yada. Um, but continuing on, so I, I think definitely love over over Purdy, slight slight lean for Pickett over Purdy, but not much. Uh, Gino Purdy, I'll take Purdy. Purdy. Car Purdy, I'll, I'll Purdy. take Car. I think I I don't I that would depend on team. I think uh, Mac Purdy, I'll take Purdy. Purdy. Hal Purdy, I'll take Hal. <laughs> Purdy by a decent margin. I think Sam Hal's bad. Okay, and two more. Uh, Jimmy G or Purdy. 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 And Stafford or Purdy? Purdy. Okay, so you're pretty – so I guess you, you I said – you said – hold on. So you, you said Purdy most of the way there, so let's keep on going. Uh, Goff or Purdy? Purdy. And then Rodgers or Purdy? Rodgers. Okay. So I, I think I think Purdy is, is fairly accurately ranked because he isn't a game-changing quarterback. He's just not a game-losing quarterback. This is, like, this that, is that, very much that, Alex Smith. But that's what I said about Mac Jones last year, and then he ended up being a game-losing quarterback. But he's he's dog meat. And, I mean, <laughs> he's he's still – there's an there's an outside chance he's better than pretty much everybody else in his class. But where we are at now, I, I think because of the success we saw early with Purdy, now the, the injury is going to be a little bit of a setback. But I think he establishes a decent enough floor, even though the numbers weren't crazy – they're I, I think they genuinely are committed to the bit. I think he's slightly more than a game manager, but certainly nowhere near, you know, a, a QB one. I would never put him in a conversation with like as as mediocre as Kyler Murray has been. I would never bring Brock Purdy to a Kyler Murray party ever. I I, I wouldn't put him with CJ Stroud. I'm not putting him with Bryce Young. I'm not even going to put him up there with Tua because we've seen significantly more upside from Tua as far as dynasty goes. I just think we're in a very, very strange place where Purdy is one of the more safe options here. I mean, even looking at how bad Russell Wilson was last year, there's no guarantee that Russell Wilson is A, on a team, B, with the Broncos, or C, in the league. I, I don't, he was horrible. And if that continues, he's gone. Kirk Cousins might not be in Minnesota. He could go to quarterback purgatory. We don't know. Will Levis is terrible. Aaron Rodgers, if he goes to the Jets, this could be a massive resurgence. Jared Goff is whatever. Uh, I don't think Kenny Pickett's good. I think J Jordan Love is a legitimate coin flip. He could either be 
he could either either figured it out and he learned well from Rodgers, or he is still the bum that he was on draft night. All right, let's move on to one more topic before we get to our middle of the show. Michael Thomas, I don't have much to say here. Um, still not healthy. Um, I am very much in believe it when I see it mode with Michael Thomas. I'm assuming he's done playing football until proven otherwise. Yeah, this this was, I mean, we called this two years ago, or however long it's been. It, it, it's it just, it's never ending. It, it This is the weirdest I think situation as far as health goes, uh, especially considering that he now hasn't played ball and God, I don't even know how many years at this point, but the it continued surgeries. That's never good. Oh, we have to go back in and clean some things up, but it's looking good. He's making progress. He's jogging that, that that's not going to do a whole lot for us. I was already down and out on slant boy to begin with. Uh, still not healthy. 17 years later, yeah, I'm I'm good on all that. I think Chris Olave is still going to be that guy. I think he, for him, sky is the limit. Um, we'll see what they add around around Chris Olave as far as secondary pieces go. Uh, I think I think the Saints are a, a decent option to to add more running backs. I know they bring in Jamal Williams, but I, I think they could they could go after one in the draft as well. And I, I think they'll target wide receivers, but that's going to be entirely dependent on Michael Thomas. They, they, he, he might unfortunately hold that wide receiver room hostage by saying he's going to come back and play and then thinking he's going to come back and play. And then he can't cause he can't run or he can't, or he can't, you know, plant or do that stuff. Uh, I, yeah. Like you, I'm, I'm, I'm out until, you know, proven wrong. <laughs> All right. You won't be proven wrong when you subscribe to Roto Viz. Promo code RVRADIO2023 gets you a 10% discount to all of our content and tools. It's almost rookie draft season. It's free agent season. It's almost Debbie season. So many seasons upon us, and all of them can be supported with a Rotoviz subscription with your content and your tools. And most importantly, it helps support the podcast. Um, and we always appreciate that. So make sure to make sure. You know what, Dan, I've never said this before. If you subscribe to Rotoviz using RV Radio 2023, tag us. I want to see it. I want to see how many of you are getting that Rotoviz subscription. Get it for your uncle, your cousin, your brother. All I want is for you to be involved with Rotoviz. RV Radio 2023 gets you a 10% discount. Is there anything else to say about that, Dan? Well, people always ask about the the tools and the, well, the you know the the content is one thing. The written stuff, the you know what you're listening to in your headphones right now. But the tools, we talk about the tools, probably not as much as we should. We try to get more involved with them. So our, our next topic actually is DJ Chark. And before we kind of dive into it, I want to go through and use the most basic of the apps, the fantasy point summary. You go in there, you click on the player you want to see, and you can kind of get a look at his year to date totals, his weekly totals, whatever you want to see, averages. The whole nine yards. It's broken down beautifully. So we look at DJ Chark. He was just signed to the Panthers. He's going to be playing alongside Adam Thielen, new quarterback, you know, new coach, the whole deal. I, I think this could be a match made in heaven. We look at DJ Chark on the fantasy point summary. Now, he didn't play a whole lot last year, Nathan. We're looking at about nine games. However, Four of those, he was a wide receiver two or better. 
And that was in Detroit with with some pretty heavy hitters alongside of him. So maybe his point total, his point average wasn't great, but there is upside here, at the very least, best ball upside. And you can see these kinds of things by by getting that Rotovis subscription and just messing around in the tools. I look at the fantasy point summaries all the time, whether it's trying to see where people finished the year prior, looking at what they did throughout the year, looking at the heat maps for targets, where they're getting footballs thrown to them. You know, Jared Goff sucks turn it down the middle, uh, but he's elite deep left and right based on these heat maps. There we go. All right, so let's get into DJ Chark talk. Um, DJ Chark to the Panthers on another one-year deal. A little surprised. Not a ton of money there. Um, I think $5 million, but all guaranteed for DJ Chark going to the Panthers. Um, I think this is good news for the Panthers' offense as a whole, looking at, you know, assuming C.J. Stroud entering the building with with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think this is definitely a, a solid offense being put together. There's not, like, an alpha, but... Miles Sanders, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, you know, maybe maybe they draft a, a, another wide receiver, maybe they draft a tight end. You know, I used to like Tommy Tremble at, at some point. But yeah, I, I think it's a very solid offense, but definitely an offense that needs an alpha at some point, and we'll see when they're able to, to add that. But it, at this point, DJ Chark makes this offense good enough that it isn't just going to be like throwing David Carr to the Wolves with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and cost to acquire, I think, is well worth getting some shares, like I mentioned before, especially in best ball, because even though he may not be super startable week to week, at least right now, I think he has that that splash, those splash weeks like we saw in 2022. And we've seen in the past, we've seen him perform not only consistently, but at a high end, just not over a long period of time. So I think DJ Chark is a really nice buy. He's he's I think entering his what I would call prime right now. We'll see what this one year brings. It could lead to more time with the Panthers. It could lead to him being the wide receiver one in Carolina. I don't think that's going to belong to Adam Thielen. I think he's going to be a kind of a de facto tight end for them. I do still have a little bit of hope in my heart for Terrace Marshall, but I think it's inevitable they add more pass catchers for what will be their you know their top overall rookie quarterback. So I think acquiring DJ Chark for prices similar to guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Khalil Shakir. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that because I do actually like DJ Chark. I've, I've liked him for a while. I know you were a big fan of him early on. Um, has that love faded off at all? Uh, no, I would say that the ceiling dropped. Like I, I thought DJ Chark had legitimate like top eight, top nine dynasty wide receiver ceiling. That doesn't exist anymore. Nope. But I think that his, like, you know, seasonal ceiling slash even dynasty ceiling is in that, like, 18 to, like, 29 range. Okay. So, uh, I'll, 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 you've been asking me about the ADP gaps. I'm going to reach up a little bit higher uh, and, and kind of throw him into a place where I see him making a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff doesn't have the Carolina signing updated to it. Juju Smith-Schuster or DJ Chark? I go Chark. That's close though because I like Juju. But Gabriel Davis or DJ Easily Chark. Chark. Easily Chark. Okay, we're gonna reach a little bit higher. Mike Williams or DJ Chark. Mike Williams, easy. <laughs> okay, I, I I was maybe gonna try to sneak that one in on you. Uh, I'm gonna go two more. This one's a little bit crazy, but DeAndre Hopkins. That's gross. Uh, I 
for name value, I'd lean, I'd lean Hopkins. But like, if you were to ask me who's going to score more points the next two seasons, Hopkins or Chark, like I might say Chark. I, see, I think I'm in the same boat too. And obviously, you know, I was the nuke guy. That, that was my dude. I think I, I had him wide receiver one before it was cool. Uh, all right. Last but certainly not least, Kadarius Tony. Oh, Chark. Thank you. Okay, we can put that to bed. Kadarius Tony sucks. <laughs> All right, now let's let's go to a guy who uh, might be approaching Michael Thomas territory with his injuries. Um, not really, because uh, that would take four <laughs> that would take four years to get to that point. But OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. He flirted with the Cowboys, flirted with the Giants last off I mean, last during the season. Um, we're now in late March, approaching early April. Still do not have a signing. Um, it, all, all indications seem to say that OBJ, like last offseason, it was like, okay, OBJ is going to sign midseason because he's not going to be ready till midseason. He wants to pick a contender to play on. Then he just was either never ready or no teams wanted him. Now we're entering the offseason that we're expecting him to sign somewhere. The most likely, uh, you know, choices are the Jets and the Chiefs with a, with a side of potential Giants. Are these the three teams that you think are in legitimate consideration? And more importantly, when do you think this is going to happen? Is it going to happen in April? Is it going to happen in August? Like, if he's going to be productive in 2023, he has to sign, like, before July. I think I think in, in his case and a lot of veteran kind of guys' cases who maybe want to miss out a little bit on some of the camps or whatever, and obviously going to a new team, you need to be in those camps. But I think... Odell is probably a post June one signing where, you know, some of these teams make some of these final roster decisions as far as who they're keeping, who they're cutting, who's saving them money, who they're restructuring. Most of that's going to be kind of already done by then. But I think I put the bills in this group as well. Um, I, I think Odell to the bills makes a ton of sense. He and Diggs and, and Gabe Davis down the field. Um, I do. I would love to see him with the chiefs. I think he and Patrick Mahomes could do some make some magic together but yeah i mean the jets i i think it had the jets not went and got alan lazard i think obj there would have made more sense but then you add mccall hardman you still have garrett wilson now you, you can never really have too many weapons but obj is going to go somewhere that he now has legitimate competition from three players rather than just one or two I think the Bills and Stefan Diggs, you know, could be a really nice place for him to compete. And I, I think the Chiefs, obviously, because of the wide open depth chart and really only Travis Kelsey to deal with, um, he, he could I mean, he could legitimately get a ton of targets there. All right, let's move on to. Uh, oh, by the way, my my prediction, I think most likely Jets is going to end up being paired with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how, what that means for fantasy-wise, but, you know, well, I'm starting to get towards Believe It When I See It with an OBJ signing. Um, potentially a June a June ad. But the one thing is that it doesn't matter in terms of, um, like, the one thing that I thought might be a factor, but it's not because he didn't play last year. You know that the window, I believe it's in June, when it's like the it no longer matters for the pick formula. Like, yeah. I would have assumed that had something to do with it, but it doesn't because he didn't play last year. Um, but... Next, we have Irv Smith to the Bengals. Good for a couple of reasons. One, this was like the dream tight end landing spot of free agency. Everyone wanted Mike Gusecki to go here. Everyone wanted Hayden Hurst to re-sign. Everyone wanted every tight end that was available to potentially go to the Bengals, and Irv Smith ends up being the guy. Um, 
I think that this is solid if for, for no other reason that like Irv Smith should be a level playing field with Hayden Hurst. Like whatever Hayden Hurst did in 2022, we should see from Irv Smith in 2023, assuming Irv Smith's healthy. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's healthy, he's a problem. He he can be an actual difference maker on offense. And then you're talking about a team that's got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on it as well. Uh, that that's that's scary. If if Irv's healthy, that's that's going to be a problem for teams. You're not going to be able to cover all of those guys. Somebody's always going to be open. I I just genuinely hope that we don't see Irv Smith get sent down the O.J. Howard path because uh, that's kind of what it's feeling like. But th- this is his opportunity. I-, I think if he stays healthy, he can revive his career here, and I-, I think he can return back to a tight end one, not overall, but you know, top twelve conversation, and pretty quickly. I mean, the, the tight end landscape is what it is. Uh, we- we've seen someone like T.J. Hawkinson reestablish himself at the top with some of those guys by being traded to the Vikings and and you know doing what we had hoped Irv Smith would be doing. And, uh, you know, now you could argue this is a better spot for him. Yes, you have Chase and, T- and Higgins in front of you, but you also have Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins is no Joe Burrow. Th- this this could be uh, continue to be a special, special offense. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm excited about Irv, but if, if somebody is not accounting for Irv Smith's injury history, then maybe it is an opportunity to sell with this, you know, prime landing spot. We'll wrap up the show with some more trade rumors. Judy and Sutton have been rumored to be on the on the block. They've been rumored that one of them would definitely be gone on, on draft night at the latest. The current status is they're, quote-unquote, not available, uh, according to, you know, Denver sources. Um, and your hypothesis is because they're getting lowballed, most likely. I still think that most likely one of these guys is gone on draft night. Um, more likely Judy, because that's going to, you know, yield the higher pick, maybe an early second, maybe a late first, or like some sort of package involved with that. But I don't really know what to do dynasty wise. Like I'm not, I'm not raising Judy's value, assuming he's not a Bronco or, or, or even the same thing with Sutton. Like, I think that for now that their value is neutral and then their landing spot could raise it slightly. I don't necessarily think there's a landing spot that's going to like be worse than 2022 Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's kind of weird how all of this has transpired because it was, I, I don't want to say like super public or really well known, but it seemed as though the rest of the NFL knew that these guys were available and the Broncos were ready to hit accept. And then everybody started sending their offers and they're like, whoa, 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 guys, don't you know that we have all of this gold here that you're trying to acquire? And it, you know, the rest of the NFL is like, no, that's, that's not gold. That's, that's hardly silver. So they definitely are getting lowballed, and that's why we haven't seen Jerry Judy be moved yet. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with you that I, I think Cortland Sutton, however good he has looked in his NFL career, I think because of his contract, he's he's not going to bring the same return uh, unless you are pick swapping. Um, I could see a you know, like a second or or probably not a third, but I could see a second round pick swap uh, with Cortland Sutton involved in it as as a move being made. Jerry Judy, I'd be hard-pressed as the Denver Broncos GM to click accept on anything less than like a high second or low one. And with this, what is being talked about as far as the wide receiver class goes, there's no way anyone's doing that. I don't think 
any of these wide receivers outside of maybe JSN is as good or better than Jerry Judy. Uh, but we also haven't seen a lot from Jerry Judy in the NFL. He has also struggled to stay healthy. Russell Wilson is terrible. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into why we, you know, we're under probably undervaluing Jerry Judy right now. I think in the short term, it's a good buy window for Jerry Judy. Uh, I'm I'm still acquiring him where I can, where I don't have him at, I mean, very very modest prices. I don't think I don't think he carries the weight that he carried you know, a couple of years ago where he was kind of being pr- pushed up the board as, as a high-end wide receiver too. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near that anymore. And I think you can get him for pretty cheap. Yeah. I, I definitely think that uh, a richer man's version of DJ Chark, where it's like, we thought the ceiling was higher initially. And now that that ceiling cap has definitely lowered, but you never know um, if he gets renewed hope with a much better QB, much better offense. We could see him sneak back into that low end wide receiver one potentially. Um, But I I do think that um, if Sutton is moved, it's probably going to be a a little bit of a ding just because, you know, that there is the history of traditionally when, you know, AJ Brown, 2022 aside, like traditionally wide receivers moving teams isn't a very fruitful option. And it's not like Cortland Sutton has a lot of ground to stand on. So um, I'd be a little wary of Sutton if he gets moved. Judy, I think it's fine. Uh, and Gortland Sutton's going to be 28 early into the start of the, or early in the end of the season. So age ends up playing a factor in something like that, especially for somebody that has been good but not great. Where you see somebody who's been great, like Devonte Adams, yielding tons of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sutton going going in at, at what will be 28. Teams look at that and think, okay, well, you know, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, whatever. Whereas Jerry Judy's only going to be 24. So. That's a much bigger window. You, you'd like, you know, when you acquire kinds guys like that, you hope that they're going to play there for longer than just a year, or the, you know, the the extent of their contract, assuming they're successful. So, um, I still like both of these guys. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not, I don't like Cortland Sutton as much, but for the price and what he's done on the field, I mean, it, you could do worse, no doubt. Uh, you, there's there's definitely worse guys in that same area. Uh, that require more to acquire. You know, I, I think I'd rather have Cortland Sutton than like Mike Williams. I know you're a big Mike Williams guy. I know we saw that one year where they actually, you know, showcased him as what he is. But th- there's kind of that big group of guys, you know, the, the Mike Williams, the Mike Evans, even Keenan Allen's in there now, I think. Um, it, Tyler Lockett is another, you know, kind of oddball one that that ends up being in that group. Calvin Ridley. He's 28 to 31. You know, that group is, is they're in their prime, but on the wrong side of it, historically speaking, as far as dynasty value goes, that's, that's when the, the wheels start to fall off. So I like Sutton. Uh, I will probably hold him in most places and see what happens. I'm acquiring Jerry Judy actively uh, for, I mean, market value spare. I, I think, I think if you said, would you rather have Christian Watson or Jerry Judy? I'm taking Jerry Judy every day of the week. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. All righty. That should wrap us up for today. Um, We'll head closer and closer to draft season. Maybe we'll have some rookie talk next week or as we approach rookie draft season. And then a couple weeks, we have our annual rookie mock matrix coming up, too. So uh, any last words, Dan? I just can't wait for you to utter those words. Rookie mock matrix. Oh, but it's too hard. I can't. I can't utter it yet. I know. I know. (laughs) I I can't wait. So I have to to do my own version. 
which isn't as good. It's not as good. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm no Nathan Powell, but I'm looking forward to it. Alrighty, that's your wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Kadoosh! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.